Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Clearing. another week here on the ticket water cooler it will be actually one of our final monday appearances because adam character will be taking over i think is, is it next week or pretty soon is the 10th next week the 10th is next week then next week next week you will be hearing adam character's voices our voice just one voices uh, just, you know, well he might have some different impressions i'm not really sure but he will have bring his voice uh to the ticket we couldn't be more excited for that uh again it'll be from 12 to 1 every monday uh which uh bumps us back a little bit till tuesday but that's fine we, we're that's uh that's uh that feels that feels good it's fine. Yeah, the ticket water goal. yeah we're fine with I'm it. fine. It's great. I'm fine. Uh, but I'm it, okay. is, it is gonna be kind of cool because then we can wait for all of the weekend sports we can bring it back up on tuesday there you go We'll talk about everything that was talked about on Monday on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that will be perfect. <laughs> uh, but it is kind of fun to um, to do the Monday shows, or the, the shows after the weekends, especially busy weekends like this. Um, uh, of course, we'll have the, the championship game tonight uh, between San Diego State and UConn. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later. You have to stay up for that one. I believe the tip-off is like after 8 o'clock. It's super late <laughs> for whatever reason. I have no clue why they do that. They were just like, you know what we should do? Make it as late as possible. Yes. Uh, that way, we li- they like having the distinction of at the beginning of the tournament, you get less work done those days than any other day. They're like, all right, let's take the Tuesday after the championship game and try to do that as well because we'll have everybody stay up late for Eight, that game. 8.20 p.m. Central Time tip. That's the tip. That's tip. 8.20. 8.20. It seems like it's getting later every year. Like, I used to complain when it was at 8, but they're even moving it back to 8.20. They're doing that for San Diego State for mm, those fans, so oh, they yeah. can wa- start watching the game at, what, 6.20 Central <laughs> Time? The UConn fans are going to, like, really going to be Sorry about hurt it. for this. Yeah, this is not This is the, the largest distance between competitors in the championship game and tournament in tournament history. Is it? In the championship game. Yeah. Least. So, mm. that's fun. They're opposite coasts. San yeah. Diego and Connecticut. Yeah, the Battle of the Coast. Not the, necessarily the teams that you would usually pick to uh, represent the Coast, but uh, they've got it done, so we'll kind of talk about that in a little bit. I did want to open up uh, with the Husker news over the weekend. I mentioned it there at the end uh, of the, the captain here. Um, uh, a commitment. Gibson Pyle, three-star offensive lineman from Texas, has committed to the Nebraska uh, Huskers for 2024. He stands six foot four, 285 pounds, and is the number two commitment in the class, joining four-star athlete Roger Gradney. Uh, had offers from USC, Ole Miss, North Carolina, Colorado, Kansas State, among others, uh, and and all that is 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 pretty good news. And I hope Gibson Pyle is is you know going to come out and, and be a strong contributor to this team. Uh, it's just interesting in that Nebraska seems to be hitting Texas pretty hard early in the Matt Rule era. I saw a stat out there that they've got as many Texas recruits as Frost did throughout his time at Nebraska. Jeez. Do you are and there's a debate among the Husker community, among just people in general, because the national uh, 
fan base landscape would mm. say that, you know, if Nebraska stopped being able to recruit Texas. But then if you go back and look at it, how many guys were actually from Texas when Nebraska was in the Big 12? If you're thinking about the Big 8 days, then they didn't even play in the state of Texas. Um, so it's kind of interesting there, but no doubt one way or the other, not a bad state to go. I always say you can't just you can't just pick any team from Texas. There, you know, any guy from Texas. No. And, you know, so you can kind of mess with the statistics there a little bit. But Nebraska getting back into Texas pretty heavily. Um, no surprise here. Bob Wager, a, a, a Texas high school coach there for so many years. But um, just that in general, are you are you which kind of side do you do you sit on? Do you think that that's been something that's missing at Nebraska for the last several years? Um. I think the the amount of Texas kids and probably the level of Texas kids that Nebraska has been able to pull since they moved to the Big Ten has kind of dropped off uh, from their time in the Big 12 and the Big 8. But, you know, it's it's not like they weren't targeting Texas. It's not like they weren't getting kids from Texas. It just wouldn't be to this level. You know, it'd be like one or two a, a cycle um, where they would dip into um, Texas and, and pull out some recruits, but they wouldn't be the high level of guys that they were probably used to getting. And now with, with Matt Rule's strong ties to the Texas area, his his know-how and his connections with all of the, or with a lot of the high school coaches down in the Texas area, um, Nebraska will get back into it. I, I don't think that it's, you know, you can always say that, especially with the way that Nebraska has played, that that's the reason that they haven't been good, that you know they haven't been getting the guys from Texas. But I don't think you need to, to go into Texas and recruit there to win anywhere, unless you're in Texas, of course. I think you should try to keep those guys there, but... I don't think Nebraska needs to recruit there if they're doing well, you know, on the West Coast in California and the East Coast, you know, in the in the DMV area, if they're dipping into Florida and Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, you know, th- those states in the South, if they're going to Arizona, if if you're getting good kids wherever, they're going to be good. They're going to be good athletes for you. I don't think you need to have a team filled with guys from Texas to be successful it does help though because that that state does have a ton of athletes. Yeah, and it's and it's a you know year long Texas high school football is is very um, the biggest it is in any place in the country. So I mean I think just culturally. I think that that's kind of a fit, right? Because a lot of those guys, um, you know, they're in communities that live and breathe high school football, mm-hmm. and then you get to you know you take a visit to Nebraska. Like, this place lives and breathes college football. Yeah. Um. So I think that there could be a good cultural fit there. I think like you, you know, different coaches have had different uh, pipeline states or whatever. You know, the kind of the Calabrasca movement with Coach Riley. Um. Scott Frost was trying to dig into Florida. Um. And you know, one way or the other whether they got the biggest recruits out of there that they were going for mm-hmm. or, you know, they, they, they at least were bringing those guys along. And I, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think you look back and say, well, Calabrasca didn't work. So let's stop taking California kids. And, mm-hmm. and Scott could get any, you know, of these, of these major states, I mean, California, Florida, Texas, you want to, you want to have, um, you know, you know, you want to have your, your pole in the water, your fishing pole in the water, I suppose, um, in, in all of those states. So yeah. if you've got a special connection down there, uh, with your head coach or an assistant coach, uh, whatever the case may be, um, you know, the more, the better. And, and I, I think that, I think that it can be good. I just, I think that it's a little bit overblown that narrative that Nebraska hasn't been good since they've yeah. um, left the big 12 and haven't been able to, to 
recruit Texas again. I think you know, and maybe maybe it works hand in hand at, at some point. But I think the biggest thing is is since you joined the Big Ten, you haven't had very good line play, mm-hmm. um, very spotty here and there. Once in a while, you have you know a good line, but um, and I'm talking offense and defense. And mm-hmm. so I mean that's been and that's a big just not a, and that's not just a Texas thing. You aren't just right. going to Texas to bring offensive linemen. That's a that's just a recruiting recruiting misses and just you know uh, timing timing certainly. development timing mistakes because like you just said you'd have guys on certain teams who are really good they'd end up graduating and then you know the next year's offensive line you'd have a guy on the other side or someone next to him that would have been really good and you're like oh man would have been really good to pair these two up together pair these three up together but it, it just wasn't meant to be for Nebraska and again that's not that's not like you're going into Texas and grabbing offensive linemen and that's the reason you've been bad that's you know a lot of the successful offensive linemen might be from that 500-mile radius. It might be, you know, guys from the state of Wisconsin or Michigan or Iowa or Nebraska that you just haven't hit on or or that have gone uh, to other universities or, or you haven't developed correctly when they got to the university. So it's not all the it's not all Texas, the state of Texas, for to blame for Nebraska's um, inability to to compete at a high level in football. It, it, it does help to get kids from Texas, but I don't think leaving the Big 12 and, and losing losing your pipeline to Texas is uh, is the reason for all of the losses. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I do think, too, that and it's something that we don't um, maybe mention enough in defense of, of Bo Pelini, too, is, you know, switching conferences. I mean, he had that thing built and ready to roll, um, especially on the defensive side, of course, Um for Big 12 football and then, you know, switching over to the Big 10. They just you just haven't had nearly as much success. That's kind of when the um when the rails started to come loose a little bit for Pelini <laughs> when you started to have blowout losses is when you went over to the Big 10 and they just they, you know, they just weren't weren't built for it um and and really haven't been able to do so. That's what I like about Matt Rule though is I I think that this there's an understanding of that. Um I don't know if they have the best you know, they've got a good track record. I don't know if they have the best track record. You can't just say, okay, I understand lines are important um, and then just be good at it automatically. You need to have the right guys in place to, mm-hmm. to develop them uh, and, of course, get the kids in. But um, I'm feeling pretty good about the recruiting um, ability from uh, not just rule, which of course the, the big weekend everybody's kind of saying, but some of these assistants too, mm-hmm. um, you know, are, are kind of key in doing it. And again, Donovan Royola right up there with this guy, Gibson Pyle. Gibson getting Gibson Pyle from Texas is a, I I want to say it's a massive get. I mean, it's it's another offensive lineman. It's a pretty, um, I don't know. Yeah, I just saw somebody put highly touted because they were talking about Corcoran and Benhart. I don't know if Gibson Pyle is highly touted, but he is sought after by some universities that have put together some really good offensive linemen uh, and put some offensive linemen in the league. So, um, and I know, you know, some people don't want to look at the other offers and be like, oh, well, if he was offered by this place, then obviously he was going to be good. Yeah. Because sometimes you, you get a guy, you sneak a guy in that was offered by a high level university and it doesn't pan out. So, um, do you remember David Neville? I do not remember. David oh, Neville. David Neville was awesome because he was a giant. He was like six eight, uh, and Alabama gave him an offer. But this was like 2014 when mm-hmm. he was playing. You know, in that era, uh, and it was just like no matter what. Whenever you talked about David Neville, it's like, oh, Alabama offered him. <laughs> I know there there was a couple. There was one one guy from a couple recruiting classes ago, maybe not that long ago, that was offered by Clemson late. Mm. And everybody was, and he committed to Nebraska uh, even after the Clemson offer. Everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, he's going to be great!" I, I think he transferred after his freshman year. Yeah. So and I don't. Remember, I don't remember his name, yeah, and it those, doesn't. Those it doesn't matter. 
But yeah, sometimes those schools yeah. and and who knows? Maybe he would have gone to Clemson and he would have been good because Nebraska hasn't developed an offensive lineman in quite some time. So uh, you never know. It, it, you could have a guy who, if he would have gone somewhere else, would have been great. If he would have came to Nebraska, maybe wouldn't have panned out. And that's just part of the recruiting process. Is not only is this guy um, really good in high school and he has the skill set to that that might translate over to the collegiate ranks but do you have the know-how to get his skill set not only um to, to not only use his skill set properly but to enhance his skill set so that he helps you win games that's 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 the part of the recruiting process that's just been missed at nebraska is you get guys that are highly touted you get guys that are 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 extremely talented in high school but then they get to nebraska and it seems as if their talent doesn't disappear but it's not not uh, magnified yeah. for Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not maximizing that return for certain. Um, Ray says, has Bach never fished before? You don't throw your pole in the water. That's probably true, yeah. I didn't, you sure about that? I didn't say that very well. <laughs> <laughs> not a big fisherman, though. I uh, The one, the most success I've had, I think, is putting corn, uh, using corn as bait. That works. Yeah. Very well. It's not too bad. Are you a corn guy yourself? I've used it before. I've yeah. used worms, corn. Um, the little, the, the fake worm, I don't know what they're called. The little yeah, yeah, fake yeah. worms with the hooks in them and all that. I've used a bunch of different things. Yeah. Uh, Are you a big I, fisherman? I used to fish a lot. I have not fished in quite some time. Mm. It's not like I was like, you know, catching the fish and, and, you know, eating them or anything. I was just catching the fish, catch and release. Yeah, I catch yeah, it, feel too. really good about myself and then yeah. put it back in the water. Well, that's what I say about fishing is that, you know, I, I like, I like catching fish, but I, you know, I don't have the patience. Mm-hmm. I'm it's more, fun. It's action type of It's guy. fun. Well, I did it when I was younger, so I haven't done it since I've been old enough to drink. So, um, <laughs> I'm sure that that would make it that a lot help, more yeah. a lot more interesting just to kind of sit there uh, in a in a chair, fishing, drinking, talking to people. Um, but for me, it was when I was younger. It's just you know, you throw it in there, and and you're very impatient. So you're 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 throwing your line in the water, and then you're just immediately reeling it in. You're like, oh, there's nothing yeah. on this. I don't yeah. know what's going on. And they're like, no, you have to leave it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's it. it some people love it. Uh, I don't knock anybody for for loving it. I I don't mind it. But again, I only I really like catching the fish. I don't like fishing. Mm-hmm. Just catching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about uh, the scrimmage session from this past week, and of course, uh, the uh, March Madness coming to a conclusion. Uh, also, a big upset in the NBA. Yes, that's possible in regular season NBA basketball. We'll talk about that. And UFC and WWE are combining to create one company. What does that mean? We'll I talk about that coming know. up next. <laughs> we don't know. All right. Well, we, we won't know coming up next. <laughs> 